Okay, so welcome back to another episode of the Righteous Ruckus podcast. I'm your host, Riley Lowe. And today, it's funny where inspiration comes from for uh, lines of thought regarding, um, you know, spiritual and Christian things. And um, the other day, actually, this inspiration kind of popped into my head after thinking about something I saw on the side of a FedEx delivery van, if you can believe that. All right. So um, without further ado, I'll kind of I'll get into that and I'll tell you what that means and we'll talk more about that. So let's get into it. So the other day I was actually, I was actually out mowing my lawn and I was on the riding lawn mower driving along and this FedEx delivery van comes by and it actually said on the side of it, it's, it was a smaller van. I don't know, maybe the, maybe the big trucks have this on the side of it too, but the, it said FedEx, which we've all seen that, but it said FedEx and below it in smaller letters it said express. So it said FedEx express. And I was thinking, seriously, well, what does the X in FedEx stand for? Originally, the name of the company was Federal Express. So when they took away the that full name and just made it FedEx, now all of a sudden some advertising or marketing expert decides it'd be a good idea to maybe emphasize the word express. To make it sound faster, like faster delivery or something, right? So they said FedEx Express. So there's essentially saying Federal Express Express. It's like, man, that's, it's kind of like, have you ever heard somebody say, boy, that was fast, fast. That wasn't just fast. That was fast, fast. Or, you know, if you stub your toe, man, that didn't just hurt. That hurt, hurt. Or, you know, I wasn't just sick. I was sick, sick. Well, you're just saying the same word twice, just with two different emphasis, right? It's not like it's a it's a big uh, it's a big change. You don't have some other sort of descriptor there. You could easily say, "Well, I was really sick, or it really hurt, or it was really fast, or super fast, or something like that." But no, they decided to go with uh, with FedEx Express. You know, it's kind of like um, how we say ATM machine where are you gonna oh let me stop by the atm machine and get something well what does atm stand for anybody most people don't even think about that honestly um atm stands for anytime teller machine so you're essentially saying let me stop by the anytime teller machine machine see it's it's redundant it doesn't make any sense so um another another one that actually we we have a subaru uh vehicle one of our vehicles is a subaru and I actually noticed recently that every Subaru that I get behind, and it's even on the back of ours, that it says uh, Subaru and then the model, and then it says AWD for all-wheel drive, right? Well, every Subaru you see has that all-wheel drive badge on it. You know why that all-wheel drive badge is on there? Every single Subaru made is all-wheel drive. There is no, this is not an upgrade. This is not an option, right? They, you can't call up Subaru and say, I want to order a front-wheel drive car or a rear-wheel drive car. They'll say, all we make is all-wheel drive vehicles. 
So they're putting this all-wheel drive badge on the back, kind of like, you know, my pickup has 4x4 on the side of the bed. Well, it's because they do make, you know, two-wheel drive trucks as opposed to four-wheel drive trucks. Well, this Subaru, it just <laughs> every single one of them is all-wheel drive, so there's no need to even waste money putting this badge on the back to let everybody know that you're driving an all-wheel drive vehicle because that's the only kind of vehicle that Subaru makes. So it's kind of, it's redundant and quite frankly, pointless. Um, I mean, unless, I mean, I'm sure there's uneducated buyers out there that don't realize that that's the only kind of vehicle you can get from Subaru. And maybe that's the point. But it made me think about this, these, these examples that I'm giving you. So, have you ever heard somebody, and, I, and you hear it a lot of times when somebody dies uh, or in describing somebody uh, as you know a, a Christian person, a lot of times you'll hear somebody say, they were a really devout Christian. Oh, oh, were, oh, were they Christian? Oh, yeah, they were, they were devout Christians. They were devout Christians. I mean, how many times have you heard somebody say that? I'm sure it, it happens all the time. I'm sure you've said it. I've said it before. And until you actually think about what you're actually saying, um, then then you you realize kind of, I don't know how foolish it is or or not not really foolish, but pointless. How pointless it is to say that. It's like saying ATM machine. It's like saying, um, or at least it should be. Let me let me make that point. Let me get that across. It should be as redundant to say uh, that person is a devout Christian. It, that should be as redundant as saying FedEx Express, as saying that Subaru's all-wheel drive, as saying ATM machine. That should be as redundant to hear in that line of things to hear devout Christian. Why do I say that? Because let's see here. Is there any other kind of Christian? Now, in our limited worldly mind, we're the initial reaction is to say yes, there's there is other kinds of Christians. But let me let me pose this to you. All right. This is Jesus in Matthew 12:30. He says, "He who is not with me is against me." And he who does not gather with me scatters abroad. So if you're a Christian, you're saying that you are with Jesus, right? He who is not with me is against me. So if you are with Jesus, then that means that you're not against Jesus. There is no sort of with Jesus there is no maybe I'm with Jesus. There is no, well, I'm against Jesus on some things, but on other things, I agree with him. There is none of that in that statement. This is straight from straight from God here, right? Saying, he who is not with me is against me. And he who does not gather with me scatters abroad. So you're either, you're, and, and that second part is, is what's interesting here. So he who does not gather with me scatters abroad. So are you gathering people to bring into the kingdom of God or are you scattering? There is no middle ground. 
There is no middle ground there. I mean, that's that's the thing. And a lot of people think, well, I'm I'm an okay Christian. I think you know there was a there was a time in my life. It's actually before I was saved. If you would have asked me, Riley, are you a Christian? As this is actually this actually happened a couple times. They said, Riley, are you a Christian? Or Riley, I didn't know you were a Christian. I said, Oh yeah, yeah, I'm a Christian. What I meant was by that statement in my ignorance was that, yeah, I sort of think a little. I was I would go to church sometimes, and I do some Christian stuff sometimes, and I think I'm generally a good person. That's what I meant by that statement. Where when you really look at it, my, it, it, I was not, I was not, you know, I mean, here, look in, you're either, you're either saved or you're not. And look in, in Acts, um, Acts 4, 12, um, Luke says this, salvation is found in no one else for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. He's talking about Jesus. It actually says, is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom you raised from the dead, whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. He's talking about a healing something. He says salvation is found in no one else, right? That means no one else. That doesn't mean, you know, if you maybe get into a state of nirvana that you could find salvation there. That's not saying that if you... um follow the teachings of Muhammad um, that are completely contradictory um, to Christian teachings that, that you would find salvation there. It's not saying that if you have put your faith in money or pleasures or anything else found in this world that you can find salvation there. That's not what that's saying. It's saying there's only one way. And so it's exclusive. Now, you know, let's, let's look at this here. We... Yeah, that's what I'm saying is you can't say I'm sort of a Christian. I'm not a devout Christian, but I'm a, I'm a Christian. I'm just not a devout Christian. Devout Christian is saying you're a Christian Christian. That's what it is. You can't be on one side of the fence and not on the, or, or you're either on one side of the fence or on the other. You're not straddling the fence. All right. So like, like let's say in the, in the, uh, in the situation of abortion, you know, you've got the people that say, no to abortion. And there's people that say, yeah, abortion. And then you've got a whole bunch of people that think they're not picking sides by saying, well, I think it should be a woman's right to choose. Well, what is she choosing? What are you supporting her right to choose? Are you supporting her right to choose not to kill her kid? Or are you supporting her right to choose to kill a kid, you know, you, the, the reality is you're choosing her right to kill a kid. So you are pro-abortion. There is no, there is no, I'm um, in between on abortion. Now you can say, I don't know what I think on the subject, you know, but you, you can't say that you are not for abortion and not against abortion. You can say, I, I don't know, but you can't say I am for neither one of them. I'm in the middle. There is no middle, right? There is no middle when it comes to Jesus. There is no middle when it comes to being a Christian. We like to play like there is. Okay. We like to say, well, I'm going to go to church and put in my time. And then when I leave, go do whatever I want to do for the rest of the week. Right. 
We also like to think that our kids will be the same way, that we'll, get, we'll send our kids to church and let them go to Sunday school uh, for an hour on Sunday and then um, let them play video games, watch YouTube, and um, be in the hands of somebody else the whole rest of the week and not be able – and we can have a hands-off approach other than that one hour on Sunday. And we think that that one hour on Sunday is going to outweigh – all the other teachings that they're absorbing throughout the day or throughout the week and their life, quite frankly. So um, it's very formative. So we have to realize that there is not a middle ground there. You are either a Christian or you're not a Christian. There's no middle ground. So like when it came to Jesus, um, Jesus, uh, and let's see here, this is Matthew 16, um, verse 13. We're going to start in verse 13 through 16 here. So when Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, who do men say that I am? Am I, or who do men say that I, the son of man am? Who does everybody say I am? So they said, some say that you're John the Baptist. Some say Elijah and others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And he says, who do you say I am? Not does not who do your parents say I am, not who do your friends say I am, not who do these other people say I am. Who do you say I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus, of course, goes on to say, Hey, you're blessed by saying that because God's revealed that to you. And this is the thing. You are the Christ. That's that's what we believe is that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. All right. So the and that's who we put our faith in, all right? We put our faith in, like like Romans 10, 17. It says, so faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. So that's we that's how we learn more about it. That's how we find our faith is by hearing God speak through the word, reading the word of God. You'll hear you'll hear people say, uh, <laughs> I've heard this, this, uh, this you know, there's this, um, oh, I joke or a meme or whatever, and it, it's, Shows this person saying, hey, what, uh, you know, I wish, I just wish I could, God would speak to me. And the this other person responds and said, well, read your Bible. And they said, well, I wish they would, he would speak to me out loud. And he says, well, then read your Bible out loud. You know, that's the, that's the reality is that we have the word of God. God has spoke to us. We think, you know, and, and oh, shoot, I'm victim of this as well, you know, um, are guilty of it there's how many times do you wish do you read your bible you go through life and then you sit back there and you run into a situation and you think god tell me about this god reveal something else about this to me god show me something and a lot of times the answer has already been given to us in the word of god and yet we expect some sort of extra biblical revelation something um outside of the bible of what God's already told us to that for him to just the, the, the sky to be parted and him to descend and been tell us and, you know, and reassure us about something. And that's, that's the thing we've, we've, we know we have the word of God. We know where it comes from. We know what we put with our faith in. And, um, so the, going back to the law of the excluded middle, I know that's a lot of people are probably thinking about that right now. You're thinking, well, what do you mean? I mean, 
it, yeah, you can have, I mean, look at Goldilocks, right? The soup wasn't too hot. The soup wasn't too cold. The soup was just right. Well, the fact is that she said the soup was just right. That means it was just right for her and not hot or cold. There is no middle between just right and too hot or too cold. There was, you know, so the law of the excluded middle. Let's, let me, let me try to sum it up this way or try to describe it. Here's, here's straight from the internet. So, you know, it's got to be spot on here. The law of the excluded middle in logic. This is what this is. Law of logic, not the law of the excluded middle or the principle of the excluded middle states that for every proposition, either this proposition or its negation is true. All right. That's what that means. You can say, like, I can say, I am here. I'm here talking, recording in this microphone. All right. You, that means that that is true. And that the opposite would, you know, I am not here and not speaking in this microphone. That means that is not true. There is no, Riley is sort of there and kind of talking into the microphone and maybe or maybe not doing that. It's either is or it is not. I am either me or am I, I am not me. There is no sort of me or sort of not me. There is no gray area there. It's, it's black and white. You know, you can't say, it's kind of like turning on the light switch. Either the light switch is on or it's off. Now, you may balance that light switch in between there and it be, it looks like it's halfway between on and off. But is the light actually on or is the light actually off? Right? Is That tells you is if that circuit is closed or is that circuit is open. So it may look like you may claim, oh, well, see, the light switch is right in the middle. Well, is the, what's the, the circuit is either closed or open. That's what the light switch does. So is the light on or is the light off? Only one of those can be true. The light can't be kind of on. The light can't be kind of off. Even if the light is flickering, each time it flickers, it is either on or off. That doesn't mean that it's sort of on and sort of off. You know what I mean? I hope that makes sense. I hope that 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 kind of gets the, gets the point across because that's the thing is, and that's what that FedEx Express made me think of is it's talking. It's like saying you're a, a devout Christian or you're a really good Christian. Is there any other kind? There should be no other kind of Christian than a devout Christian or a good Christian. You know, you can't say I'm a Christian, but I'm not a good one or a devout one. I'm just a Christian. A Christian, you you have this sanctification process because to get the title Christian, basically, a lot of people just take it from, oh, I always grew up in a Christian home or whatever. But to get the title, you have to place your faith in Jesus Christ right there. Salvation is found in no one else but Jesus Christ, for there's no other name under heaven to give Mankind by which we must be saved. That's the only option. So once you're there, that's justification, right? Your your name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. You get to go to heaven. Congratulations on punching your ticket. Now you've got a sanctification process for the rest of your life. Your get your goal is to become more like Christ and to bring other people along. That's your goal. Glorify God so that you can be more like Christ. And bring more people to heaven with you. Let's make heaven crowded, you know. So that's what I'm getting at. FedEx Express and devout Christian 
are redundant. ATM machine and devout Christian are redundant. An all-wheel drive Subaru, even though it doesn't sound as redundant in the name, is as redundant as devout Christian. Right? We think that there's two separate names there in devout and Christian. We think that that's a qualifier. When a Christian stands all on its own, it's its own qualifier. Right? So use that to reflect in where you're at in your Christian walk. You know, and if you don't feel like you're in close to God right now, God has not moved. You've veered away. It's time to correct the course, get back closer to God, because God's right where he's been the whole time. Okay. So anyway, I hope that's been an encouragement to you. I hope that's kind of helped you exercise your your brain cells a little bit. And uh and just I hope it's been an inspiration to you. So I want to go out of here. With uh, Acts 4.29, now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness.